0: you know, it's almost over. <laughs> we have 2021 to look forward to. But, but let's be here now, right? Let's be here now in November. And November's new theme is living as compassionate conduits. Interesting, right? Compassionate conduits. And this morning's talk is plug in. But I want to go back to compassionate conduits. And I want to maybe, let's, let's define our terms so we really know what we're talking about. So here's what it says in the dictionary about compassion. It says involves allowing ourselves to be moved by suffering and experiencing the motivation to help alleviate and prevent it. It is an act of compassion defined by helpfulness, qualities of compassion are patience and wisdom and kindness and perseverance, warmth and resolve. So that's what we're talking about. I love the way they define that is being moved by suffering and also experiencing the motivation to help alleviate it. So, so basically, it's doing two things, right? It's identifying with it. It's, it's being empathetic toward it and to, to someone who is suffering. And it is also the moving the feet part, which is to have the motivation to help alleviate suffering in other people. And now the other word, conduit, right? Because that's the, that's the um, phrase for today, living as compassionate conduits. That's the theme for the month. So compassion we just talked about, conduits, a natural or artificial channel through which something is conveyed right? And we talk about that with our own bodies, right? That we are a channel through which spiritual energy can flow, changing the conditions around us. So we're kind of already conduits. Um, so now we're talking about being conduits for compassion to flow through us, both those feelings uh, uh, for other people, those shared feelings of suffering, and also the motivation to do something about it. You know, and it reminds me, just, just the idea of being compassionate Uh, conduits reminds me of that story, that old Buddhist story about the bunny. Did you see the bunny in the moon last night? We had a really big full moon. I hope where you were that you could have seen it. But when you see the big full moon, you can see the bunny in the moon. I hope you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Because really, it's not a man, it's a rabbit. We all can see it. Anyway, it's up there. It's huge. The ears are, let's see, the ears go toward the, the right the top part of the moon, and, the, and he's in profile, and he's facing the left. And next time you see a big old full moon, maybe tonight, because it's almost still full, right? You'll be able to see the bunny in the moon. Anyway, there is a Buddhist story about the bunny in the moon, and it relates to, um, oh gosh, who was it? It was the bunny, the monkey, the otter, and I think in the jackal. And they all agreed that they would practice charity on the day of the full moon and believing that the demonstration of great virtue would earn a great reward and so when an old man begged them for food the money ga- the excuse me the monkey gathered fruit from trees and the otter of course got fish while the jackal found a lizard and a pot of milk curd The rabbit, who only knew how to gather grass, had nothing to offer the old hungry man, so he offered himself up to the old man by jumping into the fire that the man had built. And and the rabbit gave his life for the old man for food. Turns out, I know it sounds sad, right? (laughs) Turns out the rabbit was not burned, however. The old man revealed himself as then, and was so touched by the rabbit's virtue that he drew the likeness of the rabbit on the moon, and that that was his homage to the rabbit. And so it stays there to this day for all to see. I just love that story. I think it's uh, it's really beautiful. So next time that you see that full moon, you'll see the rabbit in the moon. And for me, that was a perfect example of compassionate conduit, right? To for him to give of himself, to be moved by the man's hunger and the man's suffering, and to also be motivated to do something about it. Well, today's talk is plug in, which is really about understanding right? The truth of our interconnectedness of all life. So this is, I mean, it's just a perfect lead-in to that, isn't it, really? Because we are all connected, and the suffering of others is our suffering, and the joy of others is our joy. When they say, uh, together, our, um, our suffering is divided and our joy is multiplied, when we realize our oneness with everyone there is just one life there's one energy one supply one source and we are all of that we are really plugged in all the time that's why i like the title we are plugged in all the time because there is only one and when we awaken to that we remember we remember that that's just you know that's just the source of all life it's the same source we are all plugged in all the time to the same source. We can think that we are separate and apart from each other or from God or from source, but that's simply not true. Everything is spirit. Everything is energy, right? And energy takes form and abandons form all the time. We say the same thing about energy that we say about spirit. It always has been, it always will be. All it does is change form. The form can change, but the source always, always remains. That, um, uh, the, uh, that which we draw from is the same, always has been, always will be. It's eternal. The energy uh, is behind everything, in form and out of form as well. And you know, Joel Goldsmith um, who is the author of this book, The Government of Eden? We just finished a book study on it, it was fabulous. Anyway, um, in that book, he said this, which I love because it talks all about this energy. He said, I have used the example in some of my classwork of glass and a tumbler. Glass is the substance, tumbler is the form. But how can you separate glass and tumbler? You cannot. They are inseparable because there is no tumbler. Tumbler is only the name we give to glass in a particular form. And that's what we're talking about. I loved that description. We are all energy. That's all there is to us is energy. People is the name we give to this particular form. You know, animal, dog, cow. Uh, Those are the names we give to that particular form when energy assumes that particular form but really all we are is energy. Glass is the substance, tumbler is the form. Energy is the substance, we are the form. And energy is the substance for everything, everything in the manifest universe. And what do we know about energy, right? Think back, right? Your chemistry class in high school or physics or whatever. The scientific definition of energy is what? It is the ability to do work. That's really what energy is. Like they say, well, what is energy made of? It's not made of anything. It is energy, right? Energy, the ability to do work. Energy is the way things change, the way things move. It takes energy to cook food. It takes energy to move things. It takes energy to drive a car. It takes energy to to digest our food. It takes energy for me to stand up here, right? And last week, we talked about energy. I remember we talked about the two types of energy, right? Potential energy and kinetic energy. And then there's a whole bunch of different types of of kinetic energy. But, you know, it's like this. It's like, I hold this book out, and that's potential energy. I let go of it and let it drop to the ground. That's kinetic energy. Or I can put it back in the lectern. That's kinetic energy, the energy of motion, right? And there are several different types of energy that that express this movement or this ability to do work: chemical and, and thermal, and radiant, and electrical energy, and nuclear, and ground, and and gravitational, and motion, and elastic. All just all kinds of kinetic energy. Now, quantum quantum physics states that mass and energy are interchangeable, and so consequently that mass is merely a manifestation of energy. They're interchangeable. Mass, energy, energy, mass, same thing. And that's what we're talking about. It's all one. It's all one, whether in form or out of form. It is just energy. This means everything, everything, including us. We're just energy stored in a particular form. That's all it is. So we're just all energy, just waiting to express. We're potential energy, or we're expressing, we're moving something, we're doing something, and then we're kinetic energy, right? So in order to be living as compassionate conduits, channels for helping, channels for healing to flow through us, changing conditions around us, we have to know this. We have to be plugged in. And of course, we're always plugged in, right? But we have to be plugged in consciously. You know, I know, I know. We're always plugged in because we are that energy. We can't not be that energy because that's what everything is. Everything is energy. So we know we are that. We know we're immersed in that. We know that it is us. Every cell in our body is that, right? So we know that there's no place we can go to be outside of it. So we know we're always plugged in. We know we're always plugged in, but it's becoming conscious of that to... um, to, to know that intrinsically it is the truth of us. And so when we know that we're plugged in, when we know that we are part of the source of anything, we absolutely can heal ourselves. We can heal each other. We can heal the world. We can heal the world. But we can act as if we're separate and alone. We can act as if we're apart. But we never can be. Because there, is this, because there is only one. We keep going back to this core concept of, of a unity. Ernest Holmes said, a unity, but not uniformity, right? Because we're all individualized. We're all extremely unique. Never have been before, never will be again. But this idea that we come from the same source. So when we awaken to this interconnectedness, it's like we plug in. It really is. We become conscious and aware of our interconnectedness with all life. It's like, it's like a house with all of these different appliances. You have lamps and blenders and microwaves and, and phone chargers and vacuum cleaners, all kinds of different things, and they are all potential. They're all potential energy until they get plugged in to an energy source, right? Until they get plugged into the electricity that runs through the wiring of that house. And then when we plug them in, ta-da, right? Then we get work happening. Then we get light or we convert this potential energy into electrical energy that then does things in our house. We're vacuuming, we're toasting our bread, we're blending our margaritas on a Friday afternoon, right? No? Anyway, <laughs> some of us do. <laughs> some of us do. Anyway, we're allowing the energy to flow through the appliances to make something move, to make something work. And what is true for our appliances it's true for us. Same exact way. When we become conscious, we move with that with, with that energy, which is spirit, and we do the work of spirit in form. We open ourselves up to be these channels, to be these, these conduits for spirit to move through us easily and effortlessly when we remember who we are and changes conditions around us. We become that place, right? We become that place where spirit flows, changing conditions. So we become those toasters and lamps and, you know, the brave little toaster, remember that? So cute. Anyway, we become those appliances for spirit, and we allow the energy to flow through us, and we change the conditions by allowing spirit to do the work. And we are those transparencies, like Joel Goldsmith used that term, transparencies. We become those transparencies for spirit to do the work on earth as we would see fit. Anyway, we cannot hope to be effective conduits for compassionate living unless we are doing this work consciously and allowing this power and this presence to flow through us. Now, Ernest Holmes said this in The Spiritual Universe and You. We must connect the good that God is with the operation of our everyday affairs, else it is energy not used. It's still there, all of it, but only as much of it can flow through us as we believe in. So if we take that position that we are isolated or that we're separate or that we're alone or that we're just doing it on our own, then we cannot take advantage of this limitless power and presence that flows through us. We we absolutely build a wall against it, like we da- we like a dam. You know, we don't let the flow through us into the world. That is our choice because we have free will. But plugging into Source consciously, we align with the goodness of Spirit. We allow the qualities of God to flow through us into the world. We then become those healing agents by allowing ourselves to be used by this power and presence for good. Because what do we know? We know that God is all there is, and we know that God is good. And so when we surrender to this spiritual power and presence that, that really seeks to express itself through us in the world, then we know that must be good. We know that must be good because God is good all the time, all the time. God is the good to which there is no opposite, Remember, when, um, when Ernest Holmes talks about the qualities of God, these are qualities that have no opposite. In the spiritual uh, uh, realm right? In the mind of God, there are no opposites. We, as humans, we take up this idea that there are opposites because we, we have a tendency to put everything in little boxes, right? If there's day, there's got to be night. If there's good, there's got to be evil. We're the ones that break things up, but what Spirit knows is only good. What Spirit knows is only the continuum of love, the continuum of joy. In as little or as much as we uh, deem uh, possible, that we can embody, that we can then demonstrate. So this spiritual energy flows through us as much of it as we deem possible, as we can embody, as we can align with, as we can embrace. And we demonstrate that good. We allow that good to flow through us. It's really not us doing the work. We're just allowing the work to be done through us sort of like the projector, right? We didn't make the film. We are just the object through which the film is projected. Anyway, so so what happens is when we are that, when we are that clear vessel, we can allow that energy to flow through us and change in all different, all different kinds of ways. Now, here's the thing. What happens, what do I keep saying, is that that energy changes the conditions around us, not because we're praying for conditions to change, but because we are aligning with truth. And we have to, we have to really make that, that understanding in our minds, not because we're changing conditions. We don't pray to swap conditions one condition for another. We don't don't pray to make lateral shifts like that. We don't bring God down to our physical level and argue with God to change the stuff around us in our physical life. We elevate our own consciousness to first cause, and then everything changes in our lives because we are resonating at a higher level. Not because we bring spiritual energy down to the level of the condition and try to get it to change the condition, but because we align with first cause. We elevate our own consciousness to the level in which spirit operates. And we allow it to flow freely into us and through us and around us. And it changes conditions to reflect the higher level of consciousness. Does that make sense? right so we're not just praying i hate this job i want that job you know we're not we're not doing that we're not praying for these lateral shifts what we are doing is aligning with the power and presence that is greater than us and allowing it to flow through us and it changes things always always for the better everything is instantly healed everything is instantly different because Because when we align with this eternal power and presence, when we align with with spirit, we begin to see as God sees. We begin to see as God sees. We are not trying to make God see as we see, right? We begin to see as God sees. And then actually there is nothing to heal. There is only the revelation of truth. There is only the revelation of truth, that spirit is here all along, that we are plugged in all along, that when we surrender to a greater power and a greater presence in our lives, that it transforms our lives, it transforms the lives of those people around us, and it transforms the world, because we become, we actually become those compassionate conduits, We change our own lives, and we change others. Ernest Holmes said this, If we can bind ourselves together reverently in love and in compassion and in mutual tolerance and understanding under the cohesive powers of the universal law of good and the beneficence of a divine and universal presence, Then shall we be able to use liberty without license to diffuse unity with uniformity and to lead the world down the pathway to a new enlightenment. That is the work we're doing. That is the work that the science of mind and spirit is is doing as you in the world just by your being awake and aware, just by you holding in the light high in your own life, just by being and living as that compassionate conduit, you change not only your life, but you change the lives of people around you. You change the lives of people who come into your orbit. <laughs> you change the lives of your family, of your coworkers, of your friends. You change the, the lives of people in your community. You change things for the good always because you are walking the walk. You are holding the light high. You are that place where spirit can transform not only your life, but the lives of all those that come in contact with you. And you know it's true. The darkness is always seeking the light and you are that light. They seek the light to transform their own lives. And those people that will come to you will say, I want what you have. You're so happy all the time. (laughs) You're so fulfilled all the time. You're so positive all the time. I want what you have. And it's because you're living in the light. So continue doing what you're doing. Continue to stay consciously plugged in. Be the place. Be the place of, of compassionate living. Be the conduit for that compassionate life to live itself through you. Thank you.